Hello, and welcome to the Aligned Birth Podcast. We are so glad you are here. I'm Dr. Shannon, a prenatal chiropractor. And I'm Rachel, a birth doula and childbirth educator, and we are the team behind the Aligned Birth Podcast. Between us, we have experienced a cesarean birth, a VBAC, hospital births, and a home birth. Our personal experiences led us to where we are today. We share a lot in common. We are friends from high school who reconnected through our work. We both changed career paths after the birth of our own children. We light up when talking about health and birth, and we are both moms to two young boys. This podcast was created to share conversations and interviews about topics from pregnancy and birth to motherhood and the importance of a healthy body and mind through it all. Our goal is to bring you fun, interesting, and helpful conversations that excite you and make you want to learn more. We believe that when you are aligned in body, mind, and your intuition, you can conquer anything. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Hello and welcome to the Aligned Birth Podcast. Today we are following up on our conversation from last time. Dr. Shannon and I just enjoyed sharing so much about the origin story of how this came to be, how we started our careers, how we became mamas, that we wanted to have a full circle conversation and sort of focus this conversation today on what we're doing now, why we're doing it, and what we see for the future of um, for ourselves professionally and with the podcast. So thank you for being here, and I'm excited to have Dr. Shannon with me. And if you're ready, Dr. Shannon, we'll get started. Yeah, sounds good. I know our stories are kind of long, so I think we realized that last time that as we were going through things, we were like, oh my, this has many layers. So we should have more conversations about it. (laughs) Yes, I agree. Well, there's just so much to share to sort of understand everything. And I think so many people have these types of stories um, that I think it's cool to highlight the different paths and how we are where we are now and then the sort of moving forward component. So, yeah. I think we'll probably end up finding ourselves doing this throughout this podcast of like, oh no, I have more to say. <laughs> yes, exactly. Let me let me continue. <laughs> right. Um, so, Dr. Shannon, last episode you shared with us your amazing story of going from biochemist at the CDC to chiropractor for families. Can you tell us what you're doing now, day to day, with your chiropractic work? Oh, goodness. Um, Day to day. It's it's fun talking about and even thinking about where I was in that mindset back before even going to chiropractic school, then actually going to school and being in the midst of that to now really getting to feel the energy of the office and to work with the families. Cause that was the big thing last time I was helping people, you know, in that biochemistry world and doing molecular biology and genetic work, but it wasn't that direct connection. So now uh, full circle, what that looks like in the office is just people coming in and having those conversations and directly talking to them face to face and getting a sense of who they are as a mom, who they are as a dad, who they are as a family unit, who they are as a little baby. They even come out with their own, you know, little personalities as well too. So you know that, yes. but it's come, it's, 
that's kind of where I'm at now and in those beginning stages of really being, I think, and I love being a, you know, integral part of that family unit when we kind of work from that preconceptive into the conceptive, into the postpartum, into like actually watching the families form, which is, I don't know, it's beyond words. So that is so incredible to have that opportunity to be part of someone's journey from, like you said, even before they're pregnant to pregnancy and then beyond once they have a family and how that, that relationship is bigger than just like, Oh, I'm going to go see a chiropractor one or two times. Like you, it sounds like you care a lot about being part of their journey for a long time. Is that right? It is. And I even, you know, if I don't hear from patients for a little bit, um, I don't like, you know, to be pushy or anything, but I'd like to call because I always tell them, I'm like, I, you know, I care about my people. Like, that's what I, that's what I call them. They're, they're my people. Yeah. So I'm like, I just, you know, just wanted to check in what, you know, and just get a feel for where they're at in that journey as well, too. But I'm so invested in this and the work that I do. And I am so invested in my people too. So, um, I just want them to know that I care. <laughs> and you do. And that's one thing I just admire and respect so much about you is how much you care about them on an individual level. Um, and also, I just, that reminded me of a question I, I did want to ask is we are ca- kind of talking about the journey from preconception all the way through to raising their children. What do you say about someone who is 30, two weeks, 36 weeks pregnant and just wanting to start chiropractic care? (laughs) I say, come on in because (laughs) yeah. So here's the thing. Um, I, and I've done a couple videos on social media and stuff talking about like, when's the good time to start under chiropractic care and really looking at that prenatal aspect and even into the postpartum time. And it's, um, I mean, obviously I love to work with women in that preconceptive aspect and making sure that we have proper balance and alignment and nervous system function all throughout this journey. But I also hold space for people because I too didn't get under chiropractic care until I was 36 weeks pregnant with my second. So I get it. You know, I I will meet people where they are at and do the best I can. Um, But sometimes I do wish we started under care earlier, you know, instead of waiting for those aches and pains and things to come about, maybe being um, slightly more proactive. And this is just what I see in the office, you know, because, yes, sometimes I'll have them come in and they're, you know, 38 weeks and they're breach or 38 weeks and it's like debilitating sciatic pain. And it's just like, ah, so but we can work with it. It's just it's just different care plans and different ways um, to look at things there. So really bringing home the fact that it's never too late to start, but um, the sooner the better. So if you're hearing this and you haven't become pregnant yet, like start seeing a chiropractor or if you're in early pregnancy and you're feeling great and you don't feel like there's a need, it's still a good idea to find your chiropractor who's Webster Technique certified like you are, who is, you know, trained to work with, with pregnant people um, and get started right away. I think, I mean, I can speak to my own experience. I was the same way. I, I came late in my first pregnancy, but I saw a chiropractor from before I was pregnant with my second all the way through, right? And there was night, right. and, day, night and day differences. So it still was helpful in that first experience when I was 37 weeks pregnant. It was very oh. helpful. But exactly, exactly. But the having the experience of going my whole pregnancy, and I know you have that same experience, 
um, we can compare those. And so, yeah, it's definitely recommended even if you're not feeling aches and pains. And I think that's a common thing I hear even as a doula, because I'm always saying, you know, start seeing a chiropractor even before you're not, even before you're having the, the aches and pains, because it can help reduce those or avoid them altogether. That's so true. And I love that you, you know, educate your clients as well, too, because I often tell people, you know, I'm, I, I take care of kids as well. So I have pediatric, you know, training, but I'm not taking care of kids a lot of times because they're coming in with like aches and pains. It's, you know, it, you don't have to wait for those things to happen. Um, and I really take a look at nervous system function. So yeah, I want people to feel better, but I also want the body to function better. And you've got to think if we're looking at pelvis and sacrum and everything lower back, the nerves that are coming out of all of those areas are going to bowel, bladder, reproductive organs, mm -hmm. low spine, low back, knees, feet, ankles, like everywhere that um, can be impacted through, you know, pregnancy itself. So yeah. Wow. That is so wonderful. So cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm always like, if you're, you know, if you're not feeling good, I'm always like, drink some water and go see the chiropractor. That's like always my <laughs> first line of like, here, let's go there. But obviously, yeah, if you're feeling, I see it as well care. I, my yeah. family goes under well care, like to a chiropractor on a regular basis, no matter how we're feeling. Um, and then we up it when we are having issues. So Right. When there are some symptoms. Yep. Yeah. I feel it. Okay. So tell me what lights you up about this work that you're doing? Um, you know, like I was saying earlier too, just having that full circle aspect of things and seeing what I wanted to be able to do with a career in my life. And then now actually getting to see it in the office. And it's, it's that connection with my people. Um, I think what really does light me up is hearing the birth stories, like from the moms, like I reach out to them, we talk about things. And then when they bring baby in, like just to their next postpartum appointment, so we can actually spend time and talk to mom and like check on mom. Cause everybody talks about baby, you know, after, mm. <laughs> after the baby's born, but it's that, that kind of really lights me up as far as hearing the story, the thoughts, the feelings, the emotions. It doesn't mean that everything went a hundred percent either. Like, right. I mean, there's always things, but it's that space to really process it because then I get to hear it and say, okay, um, maybe we need a little bit more resources here. You know, maybe we do need to look at lactation consultants. Maybe we do need to sit down and talk to mm -hmm. someone. Maybe we do need to make sure we're getting enough nutrition or looking at the sleep. Like some, sometimes there's little things that I'll hear in those stories, but that really lights me up just hearing the experience that mom had because every single birth is different. Even yeah. with four mom, you know, mom with two kids, it's, and it's so fun to hear those stories um, and to, especially when I've worked with them full circle to really like experience it all. Um, because I, it's not like you, like I feel, I love following doulas and midwives on social media because they have such beautiful stories to share of that, like the birth itself. And mm -hmm. it's very rare that I am at the birth mm -hmm. itself, mm -hmm. you know? So I'm right. always like, come tell me, come tell me. I want to know, like, I want to hear it and I want to feel it. And like, you know, I just, so that really, really lights me up. <laughs> That's beautiful, Shannon. And I think also what I hear you say in that is that this is an opportunity for um, a new mom to have another point of contact with a care provider who's looking at 
her whole her wholeness like the whole mm-hmm. integrated body the whole situation considering the prenatal situation with the birth how it went what happened good bad and then how she's feeling in the postpartum and i don't know of another care provider besides their doctor or midwife and i just don't even think because you don't go see your doctor or midwife until you're 6 weeks and i always tell mamas to go to the chiropractor as soon as they feel like they can get out of the house because yep. that And so that adjustment or that visit, you might see before you even see your care provider. So I just think that's a a super important thing to talk about because it's, it's another touch point for these mamas to have someone looking after them and looking at the whole body. Right. And I don't Mm -hmm. even think most doctors take that approach as you did is like listening, like, can, is there a lactation resource I can provide? Is there a pelvic floor therapist I can think about sharing with? Is there some nutrition I can help with? You know, what else? Like you're looking at the whole whole story. And I think that's really incredible. And I think women birthing families need that kind of support. And I just think that's wonderful that that's what lights you up, that kind of experience. Yes, ma'am. I know. I just, there was a new family in yesterday and I always tell them and they're doing great. You know why? Because they're like always on time to their appointments. I'm like, you guys are rock stars because those wow. new, like trying to get out of the house with the newborn, like little things like that, that I'll notice too. So I always like to tell them like, you guys are doing great, right? Like, yeah, just <laughs> cheering them on, just cheering them on. They need that. No, it's tough. Yeah. New so. parents <laughs> need that. And can yeah. we touch on, this is something else that just popped up, touch on newborn adjustments. Oh, yeah. Um, Can you highlight the importance of that? Well, yeah. So, um, you know, I say I'm careful with the word trauma because not every birth is traumatic. So, but birth is a very stressful and strainful process. So um, there's a lot going on with mom and then there's a lot that happens with baby and there, there's just, (laughs) there's just so many things that can happen. I mean, just to depending on baby position, how long the baby is in the canal, how long mom pushed, was it C-section feedback? Like there's so many layers to it, shoulder dystocia, breach, you know, all of those things. But all of that can impact the nervous system of the baby. And so really looking at brain, body, function Mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. And Mm -hmm. so I do believe and have seen the importance of that first adjustment for the baby to really make sure that we do have that proper alignment and that proper function. And so that's one of the things I like to add in with like that postpartum care too, is yes, taking care of mom and making sure we've got balance and alignment there, but um, really looking at that newborn function as well too. And there's a myriad of things we look at, you know, as far as nursing issues or colic or reflux and those type Mm -hmm. of things, because those can all be symptoms of nervous system irritation. And so Mm -hmm. I'm always looking at, you know, those type of things from a nervous system function and really assessing the newborn for um, those type of things. And I love this. And I, I can I add something to a couple of mm-hmm. things that you said that stood out to me? And I love this conversation because I, I think it's so important. And again, it's not talked about. This isn't the type of information I think people get from their, even their pediatrician. But one is you can have an uneventful, seemingly uneventful um, vaginal or even an uneventful cesarean birth, um, meaning nothing major, maybe even no outward trauma. But your baby, like you said, still goes through a stressful uh, nervous system experience, right? 
Mm-hmm. So that they, they, even if it's a smooth delivery or birth, they can still have those subluxations that can, can cause even just one little, one little subluxation can cause issues with, with, or discomfort maybe with nursing or breastfeeding or make them more prone to colic or even upset tummy, right? It's so true. Cause I mean, even too, you've got to look at, I always like to ask, well, was the baby breech at all during pregnancy? Were we transverse? Because even how the baby is, in, is positioned in the womb, if mm-hmm. they, especially twins, you know, mm-hmm. um, can always kind of kickstart some of those issues. And yeah, I've worked with um, newborns who had unmedicated vaginal birth, um, just beautiful APGAR scores, wonderful just everything looks really great on the outside, except mm-hmm. we've got some major latching issues. And so, yeah, sometimes we'll look at, you know, send referred to lactation consultants and mm-hmm. then they can really like, let's assess for tongue tie and lip tie and get that taken care of if we want, see if that needs to be addressed. But then really looking at those subluxations, that nervous system irritation, maybe the top bone in the neck is out. That's really impacting mm-hmm. all of the jaw muscles, you know, everything there. So it is really, really um, connected and it doesn't have to be so a traumatic thing for there to be slight misalignments, slight issues that can really impact, yeah. you know, it's almost like that's mm-hmm. expected, like for what they go through. And and if you yeah. watch videos of the, the baby's body, like kind of like three dimensional of the baby passing through the pelvic bone and oh, then yeah. through the birth canal and out and, um, gosh, we might end up on a lot of different tangents here, but the other thing is, <laughs> I know um, I was like my brain spinning <laughs> one or two stage delivery. So how much, oh, yeah. how much is the doctor or midwife tractioning on the baby's head? Um, oh, yeah. so there's so a- many layers to that. I mean, we, we, I learned all of that in that, in our pediatric training and just things to look for. Yes. That's a thing. That's, and that's, a, that's definitely and a as a pregnant person, or if you haven't had a baby yet and you hope to have a baby, understanding that um, the the doctor tugging and pulling on the baby um, is they're trying to speed it up or or rush it along when really uh, the usually the baby and body just need time. So usually when the baby's mm-hmm. head comes out, there's a period of of rest and a really strong a long break before the next contraction comes yep. because baby is actually kind of wiggling further, you know, making this last final rotation. Yes. Get their shoulders through. They're not stuck. It just needs time. And so a Mm -hmm. a patient provider who is not tractioning or pulling um, can actually uh, facilitate a smoother uh, birth, but also creates less trauma and stress on the baby's neck. Um, So if you know that happened during your birth, that's another indicator of like, okay, I need to probably have my baby adjusted. I think you should have your baby adjusted regardless or looked at, but that can cause those subluxations and that stress. Yes. Everything you just said. Yes. I mean, so that's so perfect. And that's one of my, I look at primitive reflexes in babies and, and, you know, up into even older kids too, to really assess brain function. And that's my favorite primitive reflex. What you talked about, it's called gallant and it helps like baby actually helps shimmy out of the birth canal. I just, that's why I love it. I'm like, oh, the baby's trying to help. (laughs) I always laugh with moms. I'm like, that was sweet of you. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, thanks for that last little help. Thanks for the help. But I just think it's so beautiful. And that's what it is. The contractions, that uterine contractions stimulates all the nerve endings along that back and baby starts to shimmy. I mean, it's just... Mm -hmm. It's but beautiful. it needs time to shimmy, it right? You want time. Yeah, yeah. And being aware of that process. And so I talk about in my classes, like the physiological process of birth coming down and out and, and how that is a major event. And there's there's lots of 
changes that the baby makes, like movements and positions and wiggling and shimmying. And, you know, it's not like a straight line out and that it usually needs time. I mean, obviously there's fast, fast births, but usually that process takes time and uh, ensuring that you're provider is supportive of the two-stage delivery, which gives the baby time to do the shimmy and and make its way out. And that just reduces. It doesn't mean that your baby's nervous system didn't experience some degree of stress. It just reduces the stress on on the nervous system. And so there's that whole process. Um, And then the other thing I wanted to mention about newborns, and I'm sorry if we've gotten off on like (laughs) a tangent, (laughs) we will circle back. But the other thing I wanted to say, because I just think this is the stuff that a lot of parents don't hear about either before they're pregnant or during pregnancy, but, or even postpartum, right? So Mm -hmm. let's say your baby's been born. Maybe you had a a pretty uneventful, non-traumatic birth experience where you're not aware of any sort of stress to the baby's neck or nervous system, but the baby's maybe having a hard time breastfeeding or struggling with acid reflux or, you know, spitting up a lot or, Mm -hmm. um, colicky, right, or fussing Mm -hmm. more than usual, um, is that if you go to the pediatrician, depending on your pediatrician, they're going to try and fix the symptoms, Mm -hmm. maybe change the formula, maybe... Maybe do, obviously, if, if the tongue is tied or something to do with latch, and that's a physical thing that you could fix, but um, but they're going to maybe prescribe something or to you or tell you to stop eating certain foods or, mm-hmm. you know, and all that's helpful, maybe, but I don't think you need to immediately switch to formula. I don't know. It's just like this. They want to fix fix the symptom instead of fix the system that's inside. Yeah. And I just wish that it was like always standard protocol. Like, well, have you been to your chiropractor for that for that adjustment to ensure everything's in alignment. And then if we keep having issues, let's, let's go from there, but kind of looking at the whole body. I know. And it's all connected. And so, you know, we're processing everything through our nervous system as well. So adults are, and you know, baby is as well. And so we talk about these things in the office too, because it is important to assess that nervous system function. And we do have some good pediatricians in the area too that I love to work with. Um, and I've got some great physical therapists that I'll work with on certain, you know, really um, intense head molding and head shape, plagiocephaly cases and that sort of thing. And it's wonderful to have that kind of support because it is the whole system and the whole body, right, but right. kind of exactly what you said I'm really looking at that nervous system function. So yes, those symptoms tell me clues that things are going on. The body, it's having some issues. It's having some problems, but I'm never treating those things. I want those things to go away. Yes. But what I want is when we have that proper brain body, body brain connection, removing those subluxations, then I usually see those symptoms lessen, go away and that type of thing. So, and, but I talk about to moms too. I'm like, you know, Maybe we need to look at um, reducing a little bit of dairy. Are we eating a lot of dairy? Are we eating a lot of cruciferous vegetables? Like there's those little things that we can talk about. Let's see if that makes a difference as well. Sure. But it's also worth really making sure um, that we do assess, you know, the nervous system and the, the spine. Yeah. But looking at the whole, again, they're getting that information. Mm-hmm. I think they're more likely to get it from a, a very specific kind of pediatrician, but more likely from a holistic practitioner, like right. a chiropractor um, or or a homeopathic doctor, unfortunately, mm-hmm. just because that's just not mainstream to say, okay, you know, my never going to my pediatrician, they never were like, you should probably reduce the amount of dairy you eat. Right. I sort right. of had to figure that out on my own. Um, Same. And then the other th- cool thing there is that that integration of other 
care providers. So I heard a story recently about a mama who had, she was never able to actually breastfeed her firstborn due to latch issues. She pumped, so bottle fed for 10 months of her mm-hmm. own breast milk. And then she had twins and was struggling with the same issue. And someone recommended to her to go to a physical therapist. It was a specific type of physical therapist, but again, Mm -hmm. it wasn't um, a lactation. She had tried a lactation consultant, right? She had Mm -hmm. gone that route, um, but then went and saw a physical therapist. And then within like three weeks, she was breastfeeding from the breast, both of her twins. Um, And it it was a healing experience because she thought, she thought a something was wrong with her because she had Mm -hmm. had that same experience with her, her first and then with her second and then twins, it's exponentially harder, but she had that good advice. And so just the idea that like, if you're looking, I just, that, that whole body, right? Like, okay, the, mm-hmm. the nervous system is one thing you, and then the physical therapy, that's like together, those two things are really helping each other. Um, and the, to know that a, a physical therapist could help with a baby with breastfeeding is like, I don't think people are necessarily sharing that kind of information. Right. No, and I think it's, you know, I talk a lot in the office too about, I mean, sometimes it is, yes, one thing, you know, like, oh, we just need to fix this one thing. Oh, we'll we'll do this and everything will be fine. But sometimes there's layers Mm -hmm. to things, you know, it's like, we're like onions, you know, it's it's just like, we're we're like onions, there's layers now sometimes. And so it just, it's really unmasking and looking at those layers and saying, okay, what can we do to support all of this, the whole, you know, the whole, the best we can mm-hmm. with what we know. Mm-hmm. And I love and that. Every and person is so different. It's biochemical individuality. So yes, oh we are, gosh, yes. we are so different. I mean, it's the title of the book I have in my office and I love it because it's so true. So I have a lot of times people be like, well, I'm this many weeks pregnant. How many times do I need to come in? I'm like, I don't know. I haven't had an exam on you yet. Yeah. Like, I don't There's know no what's going on exact here. So formula, right? Exact, it's the same kind of thing as far as we're all so different. So just because one person had this exact same birth, well, that's not going to be that you're not going to have colic and reflux as well. You know, with this, you could have the same type of birth and end up with latching issues or constipation. I don't, you know, we don't know. It's just how that body deals with the traumas and the stressors of life. For sure. And I think that whole body. Mm -hmm. And I think what's cool about that example is that it translates like to pregnancy as you're preparing for your birth. And I talk a lot about this with my doula clients and my, my childbirth education students is that a lot of care they receive is, is kind of trying to treat the masses and they have a one size fits all type of approach versus Mm -hmm. looking at your own individual needs. Cause I'm like, I don't think there's one way to, to birth, right? You have to birth the way you want to birth with the, the information about the process with respectful and trusted care. And then the biggest part of that is considering your own personal preferences and your own unique history, whether it be medical history or, or, emotional history, or, Mm -hmm. you know, we all have our own unique story that we come to pregnancy and birth with, and that that impacts sort of your approach. And so I'm always like, we have, you have to be willing to evaluate and understand that you're unique in your own ways and therefore tapping into sort of your own um, needs and wants. And then that, you know, supporting that with knowledge and good care and then knowing that every birth unfolds differently and every birth is unique and that when you can approach it in that sort of flexible way with it's not flexible in the oh I'm just gonna 
you know, wing it. Yeah. Wing it. It's we'll flexible. Yeah, yeah. It's flexible in knowing that birth is nonlinear and that you're, you're more likely to feel good about the experience when you have the knowledge, the support and the consideration of your own needs. And when you've sought care, from a birth team, including chiropractic care and your and your either your OB or your midwife that supports you and respects you and sees you as the decision maker. So that's like the formula that I think helps people have um, a positive birth experience that leads them into motherhood in the on the right foot with like health and confidence. And that just is like one thing we can do to help moms into into motherhood because we know that that journey is not easy no matter how birth goes. Exactly. And it, yeah, like you said, it's not, it's nonlinear and there's, it's all different. We're all different. And so yeah. it's really taking that into account and being vocal and speaking up for, yeah. Yeah. Yourself. Seeing it as a whole and not just like a one way. Um, so mm-hmm. I love that. Love that. And we took a yeah. couple, couple rabbit holes right there, but I actually think it was, it was perfect. <laughs> it, it got to the heart of sort of what we do with our, with our work. Um, yeah. So can I ask you another question? Sure. So what is the number one tip for your patients, um, prenatally or postpartum? Um, so prenatally, and we actually touched on this earlier. Um, I would say to get started under care early. That's my that's yeah. my number one tip. Yeah, there's other things you can go into. I want you know, there's certain exercises I want you to do. I want you to spend time on all fours and cat cow, mm-hmm. reduce how much you're sitting and leaning back because then that's non-optimal fetal position. You know, right. those type of things. There's, there's a lot there's of tips. all of those tips. <laughs> but my first one, because then if you come in the office early, mm-hmm. we can go over all of those things, and I right. can make sure that we're talking about a doula and where are you going to birth and how are you feeling about it and all of those things. So my number one thing is yes. To get started um, early. That would be my big thing for my prenatal mamas. I love it. And it's so true. And I love how you touched on the fact of those conversations you have. Like you end up, the earlier you get in, the more time you have to sprinkle in your wisdom as far as preparing for a great mm-hmm. birth. And I think yeah. that's like, you don't want to just adjust them. Like you want to right. help them on like the whole journey. And so that actually leads me into my next question as far as like, can you describe that client experience with in your office, with your patients, like what that looks and feels like and how it might be different than what they might experience somewhere else? Yeah, I, uh, my approach is, um, my big thing is support. Um, my, I always say my office is no judgment zone and what happens in my office stays in the office too, you know, because there is that, I want people to feel comfortable. I want them to feel that they're in a safe space to share everything that they want to share that's important to them, you know, and we touched on it earlier too. Even your thoughts and feelings and emotions are part of you and make you the individual person as well. And so I like to go over that in a non-judgmental way, you know, because I don't know, birth can be a judgy the birth world can be judged, yes. you know? And yep. so I dealt with it. You know, I had my emergency C-section. I remember going back to work and one particular woman was like, oh, I heard you had a C-section. And it was just like that Aww. tone. It made me feel yeah. less than. And I was like, Aww. oh my God. So I get it, you know, and I never want to come across as that. And I'm never telling, I watch this word because I don't, I don't should on people and I don't want to be yes. should on either. And yes. so there's no shoulds in my office. There's coulds it. and maybes and maybe we should look at this or could look at this, but um, 
there's there's none of that. And so I never want to be like, oh, well, I had a C-section in the VBAC and you're coming in with your prior C-section. So we're going to try for this VBAC and we're going to do this. No, 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 no. It's what do you want? Because I'm here to support what you want. It's I mean, it really just comes down to that support aspect of things. Um, I mean, and taking the time to listen, everybody just wants to be heard, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, there's just a lot of talk lately and nobody's listening. And so um, I don't know, I try to create that space to where I can actually listen, get to the heart of the matter and then Mm -hmm. just help support. Yeah. I love it. I love it. That's so beautiful. It sounds like, I mean, I think you want to help people on a, on a whole level and then like address sort of all those um, external, like the emotional the previous experiences where they're at, be a listening ear, and then be able to kind of curate a care plan based on all of that information, not just a, oh, my hip hurts, fix me, right? It's right. you're considering the whole picture and, and to get to the whole picture, it takes that conversation. So it's like a safe place for people to talk about where they're at. And I think that's rare these days. And I think that kind of care is needed. And I just love that that's at the forefront of your patient experience. Yeah. And I had someone recently say, they were like, this is like therapy for my body. Yes. Yes. That is is pretty good. So yeah, that's kind of. all need therapy. So. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But yeah, you got to look at the whole and give therapy to the body. And, and that's, that's, Wonderful that that safe space and community and mm-hmm. tell us about your um, mom hikes. Yeah, I know you touched on community, so um, I that's another, I guess, passion that I have in the office is really wanting um, women to, I guess, form their tribe or find those people that um, just like the friends that, you know, can support them, not necessarily someone in Mm -hmm. a professional manner too. It's nice to have just people in your world that you can go and talk to. And so sometimes motherhood can feel lonely. Um, I'm always seeing on, you know, my Facebook mommy groups of moms just wanting to reach out and like make friends and not knowing like, how do we do that? You know, type of thing. So I, that's why I do my mom hikes. I try to schedule one a month at a lot of different local parks um, because A, I mean, we should be outside. Okay, sorry, should. We could be outside <laughs> and we could be more active. No, you should be outside. No. Um, well, we, we know it makes more it active. Us feel better, right? It does make yes, us feel better. Yes, and so I wanted to highlight that, get people out active and hiking. And the other thing too is I know if you're a mom new to an area and like you don't know the trails, what's safe, Mm -hmm. what's not. Do you want to go with the, you know, those type of things. I wanted to give moms a chance to like explore some trails, learn it, and then be able to go back out themselves. Like I've had families do that. And that brings me such joy. They were like, oh, we went back out to Red Top Mountain and we took a picnic. And I'm like, yay, they discovered this because they felt comfortable and safe in a manner to go and explore it with their kids. And we talk about all kinds of fun things. That's so cool. So, I mean, you're not only introducing moms to each other, but you're introducing them to local parks where they can go back Mm -hmm. with each other or with their family. And that combination of like, here's a new place each time, not the same trail every time and Mm -hmm. new moms. And I know there's always like new, some moms keep going and then sometimes you have some new moms. So it's just a great opportunity 
um, yeah. to connect. I've been to one. I wish I could come to more. They are so <laughs> much fun. The, the timing so is hard. Fun. I get it. The timing is hard. I know. Oh. And so I have some regulars that come and then things come up in life and it's totally fine. But, but it's just like I, you, you're consistent though. You're consistent. <laughs> and you truly, I will never forget the time you shared that it was on your vision board like two years ago. Yeah. Like, and you weren't quite sure why. You were like, I've got this this image of these moms and their strollers and they're pregnant and some, you know, and they're all together, they're smiling. And and then now you have this recurring popular, effective mom hike. And I just love yeah. it. It's, it's so it's fun. pretty cool. It's pretty cool to have seen that unfold. <laughs> That's so wonderful. So tell me, what do you, what does the future look like for you, for your business? Now, I feel like you've been going, you've, you've gotten to a good stage like and I know mm-hmm. it's like forever ending work right not work well, yeah. in a bad way but like there's always right. something to do like two years ago this would have been a dream to be where you're at now in my opinion but you probably still have this feeling of like okay there's more to come so tell us about what's more to come exactly that yeah trying to like stay in the present and be happy now but like let's also you know continue mm-hmm. to to dream and plan yeah and be flexible in those dreams and plans right we yep. put things out mm-hmm. and then we let it unfold but I um you know, the office name is Sunrise Chiropractic and Wellness. And so I guess I could have just left it at chiropractic, but I, you went in creating the business. Um, I wanted that aspect of the potential for there to be something more, just not necessarily sure what it was at the time. And so I almost do see it as like a wellness collective as far as having some space to do, um, ha- to host like, childbirth education classes Mm -hmm. in, you know, a small space, something small enough to, to have, to have some local yoga instructors come do some infant CPR classes. Let's talk about car seat safety check, like little things that can happen there. Um, or mom support groups, you know, let's look at perinatal health and mom support groups or Mm -hmm. infant child play, having other therapists come in and share their knowledge and those, uh, type of things, you know, having access to that and creating those um, type of events in that space for moms, some sort of like collective unit. So I love it. You know, I'm not sure what it looks like, but there's that, um, I don't know, there's that. It's building on, I think, what you already have. It's just expanding it in to include other, other type topics, I guess, other, uh, you know, do to be more comprehensive or or something like that. But it's it's what Mm -hmm. you already have. You're just building on it. Mm-hmm. And also yeah. getting to a, a time and place where inviting people into small spaces is doable, right? That's the thing. So I'm like, well, I'm glad I didn't have anything, you know, <laughs> set yet. And maybe it's, you know, an open air outdoor <laughs> venue that ends up. You could. I don't know. You don't 100% know. <laughs> could, especially with some of those, like a car seat check or a mom group. Yeah. Um, all that can happen, um, especially with this weather we're having outside. Yes. Yes. But I think we're moving towards my, I think, I hope you heard the optimism is I think we're getting towards where that yes, like having, can. cause your space is so, so beautiful and so cozy and smells delicious. And it's Yay. just, it's a space that I would want to go right with, with, and right. meet other moms or teach a class or learn about infant CPR. Like it's, yeah. you have the perfect space and the perfect vision. And I just want to encourage you to take all those ideas you just listed and make them happen because each one of those, I think, makes a difference and we need it. We need that sort of community involvement and support. And that's, yeah, like that's what you just said there was kind of the, 
I guess the point there is to, I'm like, well, I think we need this, you know? You're identifying a need. Yeah. And it's something that stirs like excitement in you. So putting those together is where I think you get work that you enjoy. I love um, connecting people. So that's so good at that. That's something I don't know why I've always done really well. Even at CDC, I would, I mean, work and talk about smart people. I, I worked with so many smart people that I, you know, I often felt like inferior, inadequate, you know, mm-hmm. there's just so many smart people there, but so you could come to me with a question. I might be like, I don't know that answer, but I know someone who does. And so that's where I started. And I was like, well, people would come to me and I'd be like, oh, this person does this. This person goes, go over here and ask them. And it was great. And I was like, I felt like I was helping them, but I didn't have to like know the specific answer. And so I still a little bit feel like that. I feel this is fun. We're going to get deep here because I feel like I am connecting brain and body in people. So I am working on connecting the whole of a person, but then I love, like I've said earlier too, I have lactation consultants and then doulas and midwives. I've got PTs that I work with my runners. I got PTs for kids. Like I love having these people in my wheelhouse too, um, to just say, Hey, check with this person and see if maybe, you know, this can, they can help. So it's that, I guess it's just another layer of that, you know, connecting people. Well, I think that's what makes your work and how you approach it. Like your office, you individually so unique is that you have this, a true gift of identifying like uniqueness about people and finding someone else that has a similar uniqueness and connecting them so that they have a new relationship. Your gift of that is beautiful. (laughs) And so every time you do that, you grow your own network as far as like people who you know and trust because you are just so good at getting to know them and figuring out their gifts so that then you can, if you meet someone who like needs their gift, you share them and you connect them and you're real good with that. So that's like a huge benefit to connecting with you as a chiropractor, like as your patient, because I think, and as a birth professional, because I think you, you are able to then connect them with other people who they can benefit from. It's a true gift. Yes. Thank you. Cause I've had moms form friendships and then mm-hmm. I've seen them go off and they didn't know each other outside of the mom hikes, you that's know? So cool. And then, yeah, same thing in like the birth world. I mean, even my like yoga person, I've got people that I've sent to her because I know that they would mesh really well. And then I like to watch those like friendships flourish and I'm like, yeah. oh, it makes me happy. <laughs> that's so awesome. That is, that is, I think something that, that makes you very uh, unique. So um, keep, keep doing that. So I have one last fun question Yay. for you. So what outside of work is your passion? Cause we've talked a lot about work today. We have, um, yeah, I don't just work. Um, actually I only work even part-time hours. So, um, I, gosh, I run a lot. I mean, that's the thing that comes to my mind first is another one of my passions is running so that, I mean, I guess it's in line with that health and wellness thing. I've been running for 32 years now. So, um, I don't know. I feel blessed that I found that sport, you know, early on and it spoke to me and my soul, but, um, I guess my passion, if I'm looking at, okay, what am I doing day in and day out? Cause obviously there's a passion there. So I, you know, time with my family, that's definitely like a passion of mine. I work my hours around my husband's hours and, you know, I try to make time for the kids and yeah. all of their, all of their things, all of their needs, uh, all of their things. Yeah. Um, 
but so that family aspect there too, but then that, I don't know, that self-care time, my self-care time is in like the personal morning and growth, I love right? my, yeah. yeah. And I love to do a lot of that work. And lately it's, you know, even with the last year, really diving deep and like, okay, you feel like this. Well, why do you feel like this? And let's, mm-hmm. let's analyze that. Not everybody finds that fun, but um, just kind of looking at that inner growth and, you know, spending that time with my devotionals in the morning, my faith is something very important to me as well. So um, those are the things that I make time for, you know, and just trying to connect with my friends as well too, you know, trying to, I've written an article before and about the work-life balance for moms. And I'm not really a fan. I mean, the word balance is great, but it doesn't mean that there's, it's like an even split, right? I so like, could not it's agree not more. 50, 50. It's like, right. it could be 80, 20 and it can be 70, 30. And so I like to call it that flow. And so oh, that's, that's awesome. I think, you know, I have a passion for that too, is I've got to take care of myself. I love taking care of my family. I love spending time with my friends and then, you know, finding that flow within it. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And I do agree about the work-life balance statement. I, I'm, a, I'm an anti-work-life balance. I don't believe it exists in true um, balance. I think there's, right. if you can embrace the fact that it's always going to be sort of imbalance, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of embracing the imperfectness and then always striking to just have inner peace throughout it all. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where we can feel more at peace with our wherever we're at in life, because I just think there's always going to be something that's in the forefront and demanding your attention, not always like, oh, I have perfect work life and a perfect home life. And it's all in balance. Because when we say that, I think it makes people feel like it has to be that way. And it doesn't. Right. And that's the other thing too. I've said to my balance doesn't look like yours. Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. That's why I don't think you can give a formula Mm -hmm. for work-life balance. It's more like the formula, which I think you do well. And I think that's, you highlighted it here was like the focus on yourself, your personal growth, your faith, your devotionals, your, you know, your um, growth mindset, like that is fueling your ability to be a good entrepreneur, right? To be a community participant, to be a, a wife and a mama and, and a good human. And I just think your ability to do that is because you're pouring into yourself first. And I know it's not easy. And I know it's like, sounds yeah. easy, or, you know, like sounds fluffy, but it's not. And I've witnessed right. your, your dedication to your personal growth. And that has, and then I've also witnessed your other things blossom. So I think that's a testament to that, that practice. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I love Girl, it. I love it. This has been so fun. I've enjoyed this conversation. Um, thank and you we've for had letting so many me good pick tangents. your brain. I know it's been a, tan- <laughs> a, a conversation of tangents and this is what I, I look it's forward good. to us being able to do um, more often with our conversations and our individual um, in- interviews with other people, just kind of seeing where it takes us and, and finding the nuggets of wisdom in there. And I hope everyone listening enjoyed sort of hearing more about uh, what we're doing and, and Shannon's work and a little bit about what I'm doing as well. It's been fun sharing it with you. So thank you for listening to the Align Birth podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others. Screenshot it and tag us on Instagram at aligned underscore birth or leave a rating and review. If you don't want to miss our newest episodes, be sure to tap the subscribe button. Your support is greatly appreciated. As always, we strive to bring you lots of information because knowledge is power and applied knowledge is empowering. Thanks again for being here and see you next week.
Thanks for listening to the Aligned Birth Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, screenshot it and tag us on Instagram at aligned underscore birth or leave a rating and review. If you don't want to miss our newest episodes, be sure to tap the subscribe button. Your support is greatly appreciated. As always, we strive to bring you lots of information because knowledge is power and applied knowledge is empowerment. Thanks again for being here and see you next week.